Hello, this is Lisa DeLay, and you are listening to the Spark My Muse podcast. This is Soul School, Lesson 171, That Gentle Kingdom. Before I get into what I will be reading for this episode, I want to let you know that today, November 4th, if you're listening to this as soon as it comes out, tonight will be a wonderful event with Terrence Lester live, speaking about his book, I See You, How Love Opens Our Eyes to Invisible People. Terence Lester is an internationally celebrated and recognized humanitarian with his organization Love Beyond Walls in Atlanta and Love Sinks In that brings handwashing stations to places of homelessness. During the COVID virus, this is particularly important for health and safety. Terence himself was homeless for a time. His compassionate charity gives opportunities for homeless people to find jobs, clothing, hygiene, and a host of other services. This is going to be a very special event, November 4th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To register for this event, even if you haven't read his book, I See You, make sure you come out and join us live or for a replay after the event. You'll find the registration page at crowdcast.io forward slash Lisa Colon Delay, L-I-S-A-C-O-L-O-N-D-E-L-A-Y. Today I'm going to be reading three poems from a book called The Chance of Home, poems by Mark S. Burroughs. I've had Mark on the show previously, and I love his poetry and his translation work. When you hear this episode, we will have just voted for the 2020 election in the United States, some of us. Now, this is heard in many countries around the world. And I realize that some of you might not even care about this election, but a lot of people in the world will have their eyes trained on what's happening in the United States. And I think we will be needing to hear some poetry and keep our attentions on things other than the election to make sure we have our sanity intact. Some of these poems written by Mark two years ago in this book, I find are very apropos and helpful for us today. I will begin on page 75 with a poem called Still. It starts off with a quote by Augustine of Hippo. But when I love you, what do I love? It is not physical beauty, nor temporal glory, nor the brightness of light dear to earthly eyes, nor the sweet melodies of all kinds of songs, nor the gentle odor of flowers and ointments and perfumes, nor manna or honey nor limbs welcoming the embraces of the flesh. It is not these things I love when I love my God, yet. The poem is called Still. There are still among us the miracles, even when we no longer notice them in the clutter and clutch of our minds. You once asked me how we come to know them, and when and why. I'm never quite sure but surely not just on sun-drenched April mornings when the meadow gleams with daffodils and the wind is ripe with lilac and hyacinth. Then, of course, but also in the seasons when we thirst for what we no longer have and long to taste and see again. And still they're close at hand, shining in this crazy lumpen world, and still they lure us with song despite what we face of suffering, unshadowing the day and parading through the night, an inward kind of radiance 
that still might save us. What this poem opens up for me is the substantiveness of miracles, and miracles being those ordinary things that give us delight and wonder, things that surprise us, and things we didn't think were possible. They exist in the natural world, and they have a kind of radiance that still might save us, says Mark S. Burroughs. We might need to have some confidence in these types of miracles in the days and weeks to come. Now on page 103, this poem is called Beyond the Maps, Rashawn and the Tenders of the Poet's Corner in Adelaide. Again, we find ourselves gathered by poems, by language shaped in the wide and spacious. Silences beyond our naming, a handful of words thrown onto the canvas of the old certainties, ambitions of war and other efficiencies of state, and the politics of greed that drive the brokers of this world. And we, sheltering under tents of metaphor and desire, refuse the seduction of their strategies, setting out on paths whose ends we cannot see, steering our way home beyond the maps they've given us, gathering crumbs that will be enough to make a feast. I'm going to read this again because, at least for me right now, this is a time that I need to set my eyes, train my hope, to places beyond where the maps show us. Places into the future where hope can carry us, but not a vain or empty hope, but a hope in the resilience of people, a hope in the courage and creativity of people to come together and to resolve issues and problem solve. So let's read it again, and this time sink more deeply into some of the words and the themes and the meanings. Beyond the maps, again we find ourselves gathered by poems, by language shaped in the wide and spacious, silences beyond our naming, a handful of words thrown onto the canvas of the old certainties, ambitions of war and other efficiencies of state, and the politics of greed that drive the brokers of this world. And we, sheltering under tents of metaphor and desire, refuse the seduction of their strategies, setting out on paths whose ends we cannot see, steering our way home beyond the maps they've given us, gathering crumbs that will be enough to make a feast. An art can take the crumbs and prepare enough to make a feast. The third poem I'm going to read, and the final one, is what I entitled this Soul School episode this week. It's found on page 105 of this same book of poetry called The Chance of Home, Poems by Mark S. Burroughs. And I'm going to leave a link to this beautiful collection of poems, and I hope that you can make a purchase of this either on Kindle, some kind of book reader, or you could probably get a used copy at a reduced price at this point. But poetry has a nourishing effect on us. It fills in for us where there are spaces and places where words aren't enough and our emotions are too chaotic or ambiguous to really understand. 
we might be too restless to handle the world in the same sorts of ways. In those times, poetry comes to the fore as a form of art that can lift us out of these restless and obscure places. This poem is called That Gentle Kingdom. Today I spent idly considering the lilies, blooming promiscuously along the road, watching them so closely I could almost see how they must have stepped forth from the winter's earth's crusty shell. Despite their flashy show of radiance, they make no demand of us, arriving without ambition or any hope of gain. Tell me, what else should I have done? They take no notice of us in their gentle, swaying ways, stirred by the winds, perhaps by love, who can say? And in this, they're unlike us in our reach for status or chance permanence of place. And in a spell of their dance, they spice the winds with a fragrance that draws butterflies and bees alike, belonging to that gentle kingdom where the last will be first and the meek inherit the earth. And what of you? Do you know how to take your place in the family of things? Will you dare to turn and step aside from the march towards importance, to care enough to save your life at least a little, and brush the hems of glory as they come close and pass you by? I love the challenge at the end of this poem, to be like the lilies. The lilies are beautiful and temporal. As we learn in scripture from Jesus, the lilies don't fret about what they will wear and about their lives, of course. This poem challenges us to be part of a gentle kingdom where the meek inherit the earth. People who are meek like lilies, not insignificant, not unworthy, not unbeautiful, but glorious in their own simple and special way. In this poem, Mark asks, Do you know how to take your place in the family of things? Will you dare to turn and step aside from the march towards importance, to care enough to save your life at least a little, and brush the hems of glory as they come close and pass you by? So there's two things that stand out to me in the last bit of this poem. The family of things, which is a line in a Mary Oliver poem, and that particular line for me, as well as many other people, I think, gives us a sense of unity and community, seeing a bigger picture, something beyond our individual lives, to something richer that what God is up to, and God meaning the divine, not a tribal God that is available to one or two people groups. The part about save your life at least a little and brush the hems of glory as they come close and pass you by. The hems of glory hint at the hems of Jesus's garments. He had a humble way, and the hems of his garments even could heal. And when he passed by, the woman who was sick with a bleeding disorder touched the hems and was healed. And I wonder if we can be healed to be part of a gentle kingdom. We've just had an election for an empire, a kingdom of power of might. But the gentle kingdom begins in our hearts, and this gentle kingdom hopefully can live out in embodied ways, even though we live in a kingdom of empire. And no matter what happens 
in the greater world government in which we live or in the world at large. We can still be part of the gentle kingdom that doesn't seek importance in the same ways, but instead finds glory and healing in what is humble and what is Christ-like, like the lilies in their simple beauty. I hope that you will join me Wednesday, November 4th with author Terence Lester. And if you don't get a chance to do that, please go to sparkmynews.com and find the scheduled events and click to watch that replay. If you're not there for the live event, it is available for replay at a dollar or anything higher that you'd like to donate. And that goes to pay for the streaming service that I'm buying each month. There are several other events there that you can take a look at too, if you're interested. As I'm speaking to you now, it's on the Saturday before election day, and I don't know what's gonna happen by the time this releases. But it is my hope and prayer that we can have our eyes fixed on the things that matter most and that last most. And remember that no matter what happens, we have the strength and resiliency together and through the power of God to be sustained no matter what happens. I pray blessing on you. I pray blessing on the country of the United States of America. May grace and peace go with you and be in your heart.